Generation Now. Be informed. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the September 10th edition of the Generation Now podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. This is the official podcast of the Ridgeway Community Church Youth Group. Um, and my name's Matt. I'm the youth pastor here. And with me again today is Mark. Hey, how you doing, Matt? Hey, Mark. How's it going, buddy? Oh, I'm good. Good, good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. It was our anniversary this weekend. Among other things, we had church at Paco Chupac, which was our first Paco Chupac um, experience. It was interesting. Uh huh. Last night we went to this incredible. I'm going to plug this place. French restaurant in um, Telluride called La Marmo, M A R M O T T E, and they have this thing called a prefix, which is a thirty-five dollar per person three course meal. Oh, that's and cool. It was awesome. Really. However, on the way home, I got pulled over for speeding. Oh, no. And then I almost got pulled over again. Oh, my goodness. And we almost flattened a skunk. Ooh. So, all in all, it was kind of a mixed bag the weekend. <laughs> Sounds like it was. I like French food. Lindsay's uncle used to work at a French restaurant in Kansas City called Le Fou Frog. And it was <laughs> oh, It was very good. It was really, really cool. Was that a joke? Well, I think it's a little play on words, but yeah. it was really, really, it was, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, Pocket Chupac yesterday, that was fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. As far as church goes, it was fun. It was fun. Got, we got rained on, though, but... Um, yeah. No, that just signaled the end of the sermon. That's right. <laughs> maybe we should have, maybe we should coordinate with God to rain at the, at the end of the sermon every week. You know, I don't really have a problem with the length of the sermons, but maybe we could get a rain bank here inside the church and <laughs> you could just, when it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of ready for this to be done. You just pull a lever and it starts to rain. Cause Roger, man, he, he finished her up real quick. When oh it yeah. It was rain. like about a 15 second wrap up instead of having one of those big hooks, like, you know, that people get you from the side yeah, of the stage, it just, starts just, to a, rain. just a big rain bucket. Yeah, we'd need drains in the floor though. That's a, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that a lot. Well, we got a lot in store for you guys today on the podcast. Uh, Mark's going to bring up the pop. We got a good discussion for the thread. Um, but, but, but first and foremost, let's do the bullet. I made a lot of mistakes in my mind, in my mind. You Welcome back. That song was called Chicago by uh, 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 oh, an I love artist. Chicago. Chicago. It's a great city. No, it, the band. I love the band Chicago. Oh, no, that's not by the band Chicago. Oh. This is no. by a guy named Sufjan Stevens, who oh. many has crowned the king of indie music. Um, and off his uh, latest album called uh, called Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like Sufjan, some people don't. Well, I kind of like him and I kind of don't. Like that song, Chicago is one of the songs that got me into some of his stuff. But as I told you and Lindsay before, a lot of his stuff is like he took a bunch of instruments and jam-packed a room and then took a bunch of bowling balls and threw them into the room <laughs> and that's what, and, and recorded it. It's definitely different. And that's what his music sounds like. It's just like, <laughs> what the? Is this, 
when is where's the hook? Where's the chorus? Where's well then you're right. Chicago it's it's a little bit more of a catchy tune. Right. And a lot of the other songs are more how do you say it? Artsy. Yeah, very artsy. Ethereal, esoteric. Yeah. He esoteric. Ab- that's a great he word. He apparently it. wants to make an album for every state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, said that Illinois, he, he's made one for Mich- Michigan. Michigan. And he's made one for Illinois. And that was I think Illinois came out like two years ago. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's gotta, gotta be what? He's gotta be what, twenty four, I would say? I don't know. So even if he made one per year from this point on, well I mean what's twenty four plus forty eight? Right, right. I mean he's like seventy two years old. This is when Hawaii will come out. Yeah. I <laughs> wonder what that would be like. Uh, bunch of Samoan music. Yeah, a bunch of Samoan music. You can check him out at myspace.com slash Illinois is pretty. Um, that's actually not, he doesn't have an official MySpace. That's mm-hmm. a fan space, but it's got some music on yeah. there. It's got links to his can website I, and stuff. So. There's, there's a new artist that I saw I would like to have people check out. Um, uh, he's He was on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, uh few artists have covered his uh song his most popular song um what's that um guitar singer guy who's really popular right now dated jessica simpson oh john mayer john mayer covered this song oh okay his name is tay zonday i think i've heard that name and uh i think you told me about him i don't know i I just found out about him last week when i was in phoenix some friends showed him to me on youtube and uh, you can check out a song by going to YouTube and typing in Chocolate Rain is the name of his song. Chocolate Rain. Oh, that's right. See, that's how I heard about it because you told me to check that out, which I have yet to do yet. <laughs> oh, oh, you haven't checked out Chocolate so, Rain yet? N- is it, would it be good for us to put on the youth webpage maybe? Let me just – oh, absolutely. Maybe that's what we'll Let do. Let me just say this. Let me just say <laughs> this. This is the new Candy Mountain. <laughs> great then it's definitely going on the webpage. all right this afternoon when you listen to this podcast just expect to see the chocolate rain youtube video and, in, and hey listen in. now the guy you know i mean he's sincere and you got to listen to all five minutes of the song <laughs> i'm i'm anxiously anticipating it now it's gonna yeah. be great um all right well here's your bullet for the week uh lots of stuff coming up we want you all to be informed so listen up first of all High schoolers, we are starting our weekly prayer meetings before school on Wednesdays now, again, uh, like we did last year. So if you're a high school student and you'd like to come and pray with us uh, before school on Wednesday, meet here at the church in the foyer, and this is the this is the bad news. It's at 7 a.m. Ouch! But it's good. It's a good opportunity for us to get together, kind of share what's going on in our lives, pray for each other right before school starts every Wednesday morning, so be there uh, this Wednesday. Um, middle schoolers, we are having youth group this Wednesday night at 5.30. It's going to be kind of like a welcome party to our new 6th graders are coming up. So if you're a new 6th grader, and also if you are in 8th grade last year, you're a new freshman, come to this party. It's going to be kind of like a big uh, everybody invited kind of thing. Or if you were in 8th grade last year and you're in 8th grade again. Yeah, that's true. Come I to the party. Don't think we have any of those, but oh. but if if we do have someone <laughs> who is still in eighth grade, you're definitely invited to come. <laughs> okay. Absolutely, and we're just gonna have fun. What I'm thinking is like you know we're gonna have food and and we might introduce the new sixth graders to some of our uh, wacky youth group games. You know that can be a fearful time for yeah. uh, fifth grader going to sixth yeah. grade. Uh, we, we might practice a little hazing. Yeah, a little just, hazing, uh, just a tiny bit, because yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I'm sure they're excited about coming now. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not going to haze anybody, but we are going to have a lot of fun. So uh, middle schoolers look forward to, to youth group uh, Wednesday night. Sunday school is starting up again this Sunday. Uh, so this is actually an announcement to our youth and to our adults. Uh, Sunday school will begin at 915 
Sunday morning, uh, both middle school and high schoolers uh, show up in the youth room at 9.15. What we typically do is have a short announcement time, and then we split up into uh, different classes. Um, so start uh, making plans to come to that, and drag your mom and dad so they can come to the Sunday school class for the adults, too. High schoolers, we have youth group this Sunday night at 6 p.m. This will be the first official high school youth group night for the new freshmen. Um, and we're going to get into some really cool uh, curriculum this summer, some really cool lesson material on how to share our faith with people uh, who, who not only not share our faith, but it can be really antagonistic toward Christianity. So it's going to be really cool. I'm excited about it. Um, September 26th, this is a few weeks down the road. It's Wednesday morning, the See You at the Poll which is a big nationwide prayer meeting for students at their school flagpole. Really looking forward to that, and we'll talk about it more in the future. Last but not least, we have a couple birthdays this week. Ben Zog's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. I don't know how old you are. I think he's like 27. Yeah, that sounds about right. So happy birthday, happy 27th birthday, Ben. Um, and tomorrow is Jesse LaSala's birthday. Uh-huh. So, uh, happy birthday to Jesse as well. Um, when you, Jesse. When you see these two wonderful young men, uh, just just wish them a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Or sing to them. Or just give them a big sloppy kiss. Yeah. Or you can give them um, uh, birthday spankings on the spot. That might not be the best idea in today's uh, well, world. Just don't have, girls don't do it. But I guess you're right. Maybe if you have a paddle. Yeah, or a baseball bat. That's more like a birthday beating. That's true. All right, so that's what's going on this week. Um, if you have any questions, email me at mm. feedback at ridgewayyouth.org. All right, did I miss anything? I don't think so, Matt. Right on. Coming up next is The Pop. Okay, welcome back. That song was called Sewing Season by a band called Brand New. Uh-huh. Brand New is definitely your 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 basic uh, alternative emo kind of band. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, Casey Chevalier and I talked about Brand New a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. they have, in my opinion, probably one of the coolest album titles ever, ever. And the name of their album is The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. Wow. I just think that's cool. So you... Th- you you think the devil's inside you? No, I'm not saying that it's theologically correct. Oh, I'm just saying it sounds cool. Yeah, now, so they're not kind of living up to their name because if you were talking about them two weeks ago, they can't be brand new. True dat. And honestly, as soon as they release their second and third album, their their name just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Naming bands is really hard. I was in a band, well, I was in a few bands, um, uh, being um, a drummer, and I remember... Uh, back, this was just out of high school, and I was in a band with these two other dudes, and we were trying to come up with a name. We ultimately settled on the name Boss Haas. Boss Haas. Yes. And uh, we were a cover band. We played all over Seattle. But for some reason, and now I look back, I think, well, that was a really stupid name. I wanted to say have a band called Who Knows, but instead of K-N-O-W-S, it was N-O-S-E. 
And uh, some for some reason, I thought that was clever. But then you'd be like, if you ever see that movie about the um, the wonders and has spelled O N E, um, O N E, and well, it was about the wonders, but no one can understand their name was the wonders. They kept calling them the Oneaters. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember what name. <laughs> it. It's got like who's, I can't. Remember I can't who's, remember that. Anyway, it was a great movie. But you can check out brand new at myspace.com slash brand new. Um, they're on tour this fall with Thrice and Me Without You. They're they're going to be stopping in Denver, and um, I'm I'm gonna I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go. I because all three of those bands I like, but especially Thrice, they really kick. Yeah, Thrice, but yeah. You can check them out. So um, go do that. That'll be a lot of fun. And with the pop, here's Mark Sanado. Well, we've got some interesting news, kind of a mix of uh, crazy, uh, serious, and in- incredulous. Incredulous. Incredulous news. Good well, one. the news itself isn't incredulous, but I am. So I would like to share it with you. <laughs> uh, we had a, a story last week about, was this last week about the mud wrestling that a church did? Um, yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. Okay, well, humans seem to be obsessed with wrestling in various substances the uh <laughs> world gravy wrestling championships happened um Ugh. to september 10th uh, a karate club team has been crowned the world's first gravy wrestling champions the eight teams competed <laughs> for the title slopped about in a converted swimming pool filled with lukewarm gravy as oh. part of the inaugural world gravy wrestling championships the competition took place in the town of darwin <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And Lancashire is part of the Look Lancashire what evolved food and culture. To. Yeah, food and <laughs> <laughs> food and culture week. Um, team members won points for pinning the opponents down, and the comp- competition was eventually won by a four-man Shukokai Karate Club team. I'm going to send you at least one of these pictures. That, because- is a, that doesn't seem very fair, though. I mean, is it like the karate people versus like the Girl Scouts? Because that doesn't seem very fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just I, I'm pretty sure they match them up a little bit better than that. But I would say. You know, Girl Scouts can be pretty vicious. That's true. Have you ever refused to buy cookies from one of them? Or if you don't pay them for their their cookies. Oh, they'll come after you. Girl Scouts have a whole mob of hitmen or yakuza in Japan. That's right. Puerto Rican mobsters. Uh, Temple in Miami Beach, Florida, um, just in time for the Jewish high holidays, uh, put two lifetime front row seats to services at a synagogue for auction on eBay. The bidding starts at $1.8 million Whoa! for two lifetime front row seats. It, wow. And where is this? This is in Miami Beach, Florida. Wow. Now, I should say that at the time of this report, which sat Saturday, September 8th, 4 p.m. Eastern time, there were no bidders. Uh, and there may never be. The rabbi says the um, it has very little to do with the money. Hypothetically, if the money comes, it would be great, but the idea was just to be edgy. Besides getting to smooge up front with a rabbi, the lucky winner's family fam, winner's family name will be engraved on seats one and two of row one, section double D at Temple Emmanuel. The winner <laughs> will also receive free parking, oh, two custom-made so. prayer shawls and yarmulkes, and a hefty tax write-off. Plus, the winner bitter can pass the seats down to his or her children uh, but they still have to pay for the uh five dollar hot dog and 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 four dollar beer right uh you know I don't, i'm not so sure that uh the synagogues <laughs> are doing that and if i remember correctly usually hot dogs are non-kosher oh uh, what would be a good kosher thing for uh lutefisk <laughs> no 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 i'm sorry that's norwegian uh like, filka fish <laughs> or like a four dollar um like, like uh, unleavened bread, unleavened bread and hummus. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. I wonder uh, here at the church what we could get for our seats. Yeah, I'm thinking those front, those front like five seats. Yeah, you know we should put those up for eBay. But I notice not many people like to sit in those. Joshua Kinney being the exception, True and that. the other pastor who may be visiting or yeah. speaking that yeah. day. Well, maybe yeah. we could designate a certain seat and and just yeah, okay, that'd be great. We'd put it up there, see if we can. How about a we bit auction off the spot behind the drums? That would be awesome. You know what we should do is Worship actually might be a little weird. It would be a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. <laughs> just put like a seat up on stage. Unfortunately, the winning bidder has no idea how to play drums, but <laughs> has always wanted to be in a band. <laughs> and they're here every week, so hopefully they get better. <laughs> that, that's always a recipe for success. Yeah. Here's a little conspiracy theory, but it's pretty compelling. The Bin Laden video that he was going to um, uh, publish uh, has some weirdness to it. The headline is, Latest Bin Laden Video Imagery is a Forgery. All references to current events are made during video freeze. So the implication here is he's saying a bunch of stuff that's general. Mm-hmm. Right. And during the video freezes, when they freeze the video, then they will make references to current uh, events. I get it. So Osama bin Laden's widely publicized video addressed to the American people has a peculiarity, that's easy for me to say, that casts serious doubts on its authenticity. The video freezes at about 1 minute and 58 seconds, and motion only resumes again at 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Then the video then freezes again at 14 minutes and 2 seconds, remains frozen until the end. All references to current events, such as the 62nd anniversary of the U.S. atomic bombing of Japan and Sarkozy and Brown being the leaders of France and the U.K., respectively, occur when the video is frozen. Interesting. Yeah, the words spoken when the video is in motion can no references to contemporary events and could have been and likely were were made before the U.S. invasion of Iraq. Hmm. So do you think he's dead? I don't know. The audio track, sa- it seems, okay, it says the audio track does appear to be in the voice of a single speaker. What I suspect was done is that an older unreleased video was dubbed over for this release with the mm. video frozen when the audio track departed from that of original voice. Yeah. I mean, okay, so this this um is written by George Mashiki on the Boomin Tribune. You know, I'm, I'm really not uh, sure... Um, you know, I'm not really sure how credible this is, but sure. nevertheless, it is it is the the video, and I think that is, and it has a picture of Bin Laden on there. But yeah, whatever. Okay, I hope he's dead. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. You if know, he's... and that, that might be a good uh, topic for the thread sometime. Should we ever hope someone's dead? But honestly, I, I hope we got him. I don't know. I don't no. know. I did hear some uh, when that when we had that one thread topic about is it ever good to lie? Um, yeah. It, speaking of Rahab. Yeah. And I heard some pretty compelling stuff about when it is appropriate to lie yeah. from a very reputable source. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's yeah. another story that I think is uh, especially apropos for hunting season. Apropos Frustrated deer hunters turn bows on cattle. This <laughs> is Salt Lake Tribune. Frustrated that, the, uh, that their August deer hunt was a failure, a pair of Orem teens turned to shooting at least nine cows with arrows. Oh, my goodness. The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources said. An anonymous tip led authorities to, to the two juveniles who admitted to shooting the cows over a two-week period, according to the conservation officer, Paul Davis. The two teens were frustrated that they hadn't harvested any deer during the archery deer hunt. <laughs> And shot several cows during the first weekend of the archery deer hunt in the Clyde Creek area near Strawberry <laughs> Reservoir. Jeez. The juveniles admitted to authorities that they shot more cows about a week later. They later confessed to shooting at least nine total cows with arrows. That could get expensive real quick. Because cattle's ain't cheap. Well, here, here, here's the thing. No cows have died from being shot because okay. the arrows were topped with practice points instead of the more lethal broadhead or razor arrow points designed for hunting big game. Authorities learned of the first shooting... 
August 18th, which was the opening day of the archery deer hunt, five more cows impaled with arrows were discovered the following weekend. <laughs> so, I, I mean, what a bunch of lazy hunters. Yeah, what a bunch of dummies. But this is this is actually a very good, again, and this is why we bring you this kind of news, is because we want you all to to not repeat the mistakes of others. So Absolutely. all of you all of you listeners out there, we, I know we have a lot of hunters, a lot of a lot of people out there that hunt. Okay, if you don't hit any elk or deer this season, please don't don't start pointing your bows at the Latham's cattle. Okay. Yes, or any fat humans, yeah. cows, or animals you see. Right. It's just it's public. just not worth it. It's just not. It's not good, and you can buy your cow meat at the grocery store yeah. like the rest of us. I can't see how that'd be any fun anyway, because, I mean, I could I well, could hunt a cow. Well, I'm not a hunter, and I know there's a certain thrill of... I was talking to Rob Hunter, ironically, huh. with the name Hunter. He was telling me about him. Uh, he'd been up at his cabin, and he missed uh, an elk uh, just by nary a few inches and embedded uh. the point in a tree, or something happened to that effect, and... And, uh, you know, he said, you know, a lot of the fun is just kind of getting up close. And, yeah, the skill of it. The skill of it and the thrill of the hunt. And, you know, cows, they're just kind of, I mean, any, they're really not very suspicious of anyone. Right. Any any animal that you can actually walk up to it when it's sleeping and tip it over. Well, you know what? I have to take issue with that. I think that's a bit of a myth. I, I lived think- in cow country my whole life. And we saw cows. We weren't sure if they were sleeping or not. When we ran up to them, they trotted away. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, perhaps we should do our own little MythBuster kind of thing and see if we can go tip a few. Yeah. Over. Here's That'd the next fun. story. Um, this is uh, asinine. Okay. Okay. Student climbs out of a ravine a week after crash. <laughs> oh my! Prayers God. are truly answered," said the father of an 18-year-old trap for a week. Washington. James McCormick drove by a ravine near his Laurel home many times in the week since his 18-year-old son disappeared, oblivious oblivious to the fact that his son lay trapped in a car wreck below. <gasps> On Saturday, Julian McCormick stopped waiting for someone to find him in his upside-down Honda Civic. Injured and dehydrated, he somehow managed to climb out of the car and up to the side of the road where a driver spotted him. McCormick was able to tell her his name and other facts, but didn't know long he had been there, said the driver. Wow. Okay, what's, here's what's really crazy about this story. Okay, after a week... Yeah, that's a long time. The guy says, I better get off my butt and get out of here. No one's coming <laughs> for me. Maybe he healed up just enough to crawl out. I don't know, man. Um, oh. it, it, it's it's uh, it's funny because it's like, how lazy are kids these days? Well, you know, he was probably like in the midst of playing a game of World of Warcraft in his On car. On his laptop. Yeah. That very well like, could be the case. I didn't, didn't want to leave. Or maybe he was playing a really good game of uh, Solitaire on his, uh, his smartphone. Sure. Yeah, or maybe he had a new iPhone that he was playing with. I don't know. Yeah, speaking of iPhones, you see the new iPods? Those little nanos? No, the iPod Touch. It looks just like an iPhone. Oh, really? And Steve Jobs, and I'm, we're, you know, this is relevant because we talked about this a few weeks ago. Sure. He lowered the price on the iPhone. Yay. Do you know how much? How much? Take a wild guess. Um, I'll say the, the was it, the 8 gig is the, a small one? The 8 gig is the big one. That's the big one. What's the small one? 4 gigs. I'll do the 4 gig one, which was 600, right? No, the 8 gig one was. Oh, the 8 gig was 600? Okay, I'll say 8 gig is now 400. Yeah. He lowered Seriously? it 200 bucks and the 4 gig went away. Oh, it's gone? Yeah. And, you know, to the angry consumers, he's willing to re, he's refunding them $100, but it's store credit. Yeah. Yeah, so store credit. They've sold their millionth iPhone today. That's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. is nuts. You know, if I had the money, it would be a million and one. 
You know, I saw the commercial for the little iPod Nano video. Yeah. I think it's stupid because the iPod Nano is just like tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah. Like, why would... Uh, it's the same size screen, I think, as on the normal iPod, isn't it? I don't think. There's no way. Eh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Well... Whether or not you would, you know, I think it's dumb. Okay, let's just uh, got a one or two more here. Um, have you heard about the bee controversy? Bees disappearing. I have heard about the bee controversy. Uh, did you know that most of the bees, honey, honey bees in the U.S., were mysteriously disappearing? I heard about that. Okay, which was really scary because uh, a lot of our food supply, some estimate up to sixty to seventy percent of the health of our food supply, come from pollinating bees. Right, this whole industry actually. People take their beehives and they go from place to place. Right. What they have found is that uh, there is a disease, actually, that's causing it, which is it's good because... Because at least it's not like cell phone waves or yeah. something man-created that's jacking up the entire universe. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, signs of a colony collapse disorder were first reported in the United States in '04, the same year American beekeepers started importing bees from Australia. The disorder is marked by hives left with a queen, a few newly hatched adults, and plenty of food, but all the worker bees responsible for pollination gone. The virus identified in the healthy Australian bees is Israeli acute paralysis virus, named that because it was discovered by Hebrew University researchers. So it's a little bit comforting because, quite frankly, I mean, people say, oh, the bees are gone, big deal. But it was serious. I mean, we're talking a lot of the health of our food and our availability of our food uh, came from pollinating honeybees. You can't overlook the importance of the bees. Right. In fact, maybe we should have a prayer meeting for the bees later on today. We should open our church doors to the bees to we get should. counseling. I Absolutely. mean, this is a tragedy. It is. But, uh, you know, there's a general inability to treat or vaccinate bees against viruses of any kind, so... It's kind of hard to, you know, stick them with a needle. They kind of have to breed bees that are resistant to uh, a, a certain thing. Okay, that's fine. Let's do one more here. Okay, yeah, one more. That's cool. Um, let's see here. Let me. I'll let you choose. Uh, this is from the Sun. I like okay. the shoes. Okay. Uh, the Sun is the London's newspaper. The headline is "Wider Seats as Fans Get Fatter." Okay. Um, <laughs> Potential for goodness. Uh, and then the other one is um, "Man Gives Dog the Kiss of Life." Oh, that's tough. Let's go. Man and dog gives dog kiss of life. Okay. Uh, a prison officer saved his dying sniffer dog by blowing down his throat to give him the kiss of life. <laughs> Handler Steve Tugwell leapt into action when he saw Welsh Springer Spaniel Frodo <laughs> lying unconscious with fellow sniffer dog Patch on top of him. Black Labrador Patch had got his jaws entangled in Frodo's collar during a play fight and could not get free. Oh, no. Frodo had been asphyxiated and appeared lifeless when Steve hacked off the collar with a knife. He moved Frodo's tongue, which had turned purple aside, and formed a cone with his hands, leaving his little finger blocking the dog's nostrils, as our illustration shows, which, Matt, I will forward to you for posting on the blog. Great. Steve blew three times down the dog's throat, and he began breathing. The two-year-old was rushed to a vet, made a full recovery, and was back on duty two weeks later. Wow, that's so, amazing. And apparently, he he didn't enjoy the process, which some people are asking, did sure. you enjoy kissing your dog, and basically giving your dog doggy CPR? He's like, no, I know my dog eats poo. Well, your dog licks your the kitty's bottoms in your house. Hey, let's not give away any family secrets here, buddy. You just said your dog eats poo. My, which not is my worse. dog. I was speaking on behalf oh, of this I'm guy. Sorry, that was a Man, you just totally opened up this whole family secret of ours. Lindsay's I, here, and she's. I guess me the time guy. the time for it to come public would have happened eventually. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Uh, we'll come out. We'll come out of the the proverbial closet. My dog licks my cat's bottoms. <laughs> 
That's disgusting. I know, it's awful. You're really driving the point home. That wasn't my intention. Sorry. So that's all the news I have. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, and I, I, have to, I have to encourage people, um, <laughs> although this isn't uh, maybe that um, nice, but you got to check out the Miss South Carolina teen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> answer to um, why people don't know where places are located geographically. <laughs> it's, it's really She's actually kind of redeemed herself. She's been on. Um, she was on the VMA awards. She's had to because she looked like a total dope. Oh man! And you can you can go to YouTube for that the one. The right? thing you've got to do is you got to chocolate. Chocolate rain. We'll put check, chocolate check rain. Check out up. chocolate rain by Tays on Day. We'll put up chocolate rain and, uh, and we'll put up a picture of the uh, the dog the dog kiss of life on the web. Chocolate rain. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks for all that good stuff. Yep. Ex- excellent news really things. Informed. We will come back uh, right after this next break with the thread. Welcome back, everybody. That song was called Rise by the Robbie C.A. Band. Um, and uh, Mark, actually, you got yeah, me hooked up on these absolutely, guys. absolutely, man. I was just wanting to do something nice for you. And I dig it. It's from their and brand new it. album, Give Yourself Away. Mark and I listened to a, a podcast. Um, Not by, nearly as good as ours. No, I mean, it's way, I mean, we're talking way subpar compared to ours. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but you know, they do a good job with, with what limited resources they have. Yeah. They do a pretty good job. But it's from the Relevant Media Group. They write a, a magazine, and um, they also have a, re- a pretty good website. But they offered, um, for a certain period of time, a free download of the entire uh, brand-new Robbie C.A. Band album, and it's really good. So um, check that out. Um, go to myspace.com slash Robbie C.A. Band. You can't get it for free, only Matt and me. Yeah, that's right. It's too late. But, it's uh, too late for here's you. How you, spell you have it. to pay. It's R-O-B-B-I-E, that's Robbie, S-E-A-Y-C-A, and then band. So myspace.com slash Robbie C.A. Band. You guys will like it. It's very good. Um, Lisa doesn't of, like it. She doesn't like it. No, for whatever reason. It's a, it, you know, well, you know, that's the thing about music is sometimes you either love it or you won't like it. But speaking of relevant media group, um, I got their brand new uh, magazine in the mail last week. Which, by uh-huh. the way, it's always a joy to get the brand new relevant. I've actually kind of been thinking about getting their magazine. It's a fantastic magazine. Right. I'm really impressed with it. Um, in the featured our article uh, for the magazine this month was Ben Harper. Mm-hmm. Ben um, Harper. Whether you like Ben Harper or not, um, I don't think he's a Christian. I actually haven't read the entire now yet, that's but. not necessarily true because on the latest relevant podcast they talked about it or this one or the last one that he he's a believer oh really yeah so i'm a little he's just a little rough around the edges yeah that's okay nothing wrong with that but uh, I'm, I'm i'm about halfway through the article the interview with ben harper and um and he said something kind of interesting he's very when it comes to politics he's very it's very polarized i mean he's mm-hmm. definitely opinionated on his dislike for the current uh, United States government's uh, administration's handle on on Iraq and all these other things, and sure. I, you know, to me, it's almost like a trendy thing, you know, right. for artists to be all political and junk. But 
we had a quote in here, and I'm not going to talk about politics at all, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's not the whole point of this. But uh, he was talking about um, the uh, situation in Darfur in Africa where uh-huh. there's a genocide going on. Yeah. And there's all these refugees that are starving to death. And and how he doesn't feel like we're doing enough. The United States isn't doing enough to help out. And like I said, I'm not going to get into that. I just wanted to focus on this one quote because I, I found it interesting. He said, the approach of Western nations, speaking specifically of America, but the approach of Western nations to Darfur is just part of the bigger issue. He says, Africa should not allow Darfur to happen. Sometimes I really worry about where we're heading as a species. Unquote. Now, that was a really good quote because um, it made me think a little bit about um, sometimes we place... Um, so much blame on government systems and blah, blah, blah. But is there something to what he's saying about maybe it's just our species as the human race is just going to pot? You know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, is, is there any hope for the human race? Or are we all going to just end up destroying ourselves and destroying our world? You know? Well, there is no hope <clears throat> for the human race on one hand, and then there's great hope on the other hand. I, uh-huh. I, you know, were you just setting me up, man? I think I was setting you up, Mark. Because <laughs> you're looking at me like, is there any hope? I'm like, am I supposed <laughs> to say something here? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, okay, now that you got me going, you know, the the thing is, is uh, it's the same. It's it's the same question that people ask. Well, like, God is so good. Why does He allow people to rape and murder? Right. Why is you know the the complete horf- horrific nature of of abortion. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's you know it, it's downplayed often in our society as oh it's a woman's choice and you know there's redemption for even that. But the right. point is is that the thing that gives glory to God is the ability for the African dictator to either choose on God or choose evil. Right. God doesn't make us do something. So you get enough. Uh, people who are either unwilling to stand up for what's right or enough people who are willing to do wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've got a mess on your hand. Right. All it takes is one or two influential people to do wrong and a whole bunch of people not to confront that. And you've got a genocide or you've got got uh, oppression of, of any sort. You know, and going back to that whole question, if, you know, if God is so good and loving, why does he allow these bad things to happen? I remember listening to an old Chris Rice song, and he kind of addressed that very simply. He's like, I'm not so sure it's God's fault. It's like we always place so much fault on God because he is sovereign and he is all-powerful, yet he has given mankind the ability to choose and make their own decisions. Um, Well, I can't see how you would ever think it was God's fault. Sure. I mean, if if, if every— you know, sin is sin, and then there's varying degrees of consequences for this sin in the U.S. If or in the in the world, if you go and knife someone and they die, you go to prison and potentially yeah. get the death penalty. If you steal a sucker from the the the, the candy store, um, there's you know less significant con- consequences if you're caught at all. That doesn't mean it's not sin, yeah. just as the other one is sin. But the reality is, is okay. If God was to intervene and keep innocent people from dying, or um, protect, uh, you know, the rights of the oppressed, and he, he was, if he was to make those so they were non-issues, um, you know, it's it's we wouldn't have the ability to be the humans that we were created to be, which is choosing good over evil, right. disciplining ourselves, uh, seeking God and His righteousness. We would just be automatrons, <laughs> meaning robots, controlled by someone. There would be no opportunity to choose because there would be no sin. Right. There'd be no darkness. And then you have to get in. It's like, well, shouldn't certain 
shouldn't certain sins be kept away from us? Like, you know, the horrible things like Jeffrey Dahmer does or serial killers. And it's like, okay, well, where do you stop? Right. Where do you draw the line? Because pain is subjective too. One, you, you might, you might go through a painful time. It's like, geez, I've never been so upset in my life or I've never had so much trouble. Another person um, could be experiencing less pain and trouble than you are and feel the exact same way. Right. Because as humans, we have the ability to adjust and to handle for most, most part. It's, it's all relative. Sure. You know, and the thing is, Scripture is very clear on the fact that, yes, if man is left to its, its own, if man is left to its own, and if God does not interact with man at all, well, then, yeah, the human species does have no hope, has no hope at all. And the human species is just going to, just fall into chaos. Now, do you mean from anarchy. the fact that I mean, if, if God didn't provide a way right, out? Right. If God did not interact with man and not provide a way out, then yes, due to our our sinless our, our sinfulness and our depravity, then there is no hope for mankind. Yeah. I mean, it reminded me of the passage in in Second Timothy three that says, um, "But mark this: there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, that have nothing to do with them." And I'm not saying, and I'm not. I can't say that if we are indeed living in the end times or not. That's not my point. My whole thought is that it's a great picture of of what is really at the core of man apart from God. Right. And yeah, I mean, if 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 there is no God and if God does not have any action with humans, then we're going to see a lot more of what's going on in Darfur. And there is no hope for the species. But we also see from Scripture that's not the way that God operates. He is interacting with mankind. He has giving us a sense of hope. He has given us a gift of eternal life through his son. And he has also given us <clears throat> a moral code to live by to allow us to live a life of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked a lot about absolute truth in youth group this whole summer. And one of the points that I try to drive home, and I hope all you students really caught this, is that so many times we look at rules and and, and, and stuff in the Bible and all that as just real big killjoys. And it's just like, what a drag. You know, I can't do this. Christianity is so lame. We can't do this. We can't do it. It was fun. But we have to understand that God has placed these rules in our life to allow us to live the most the the most prosperous and wonderful life possible and really this is an impossibility but if everybody in the world would live according to the guidelines and the moral code that god puts throughout scripture then we would be living in a utopia but you know i two comments i have that verse by the way where people will be lovers of themselves slanderous evil they will not obey their parents blah 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 i was saying it's it's so odd they will not obey their parents because it seems so mundane in relation to everything else. Right. But apparently, it's, it's a big deal. I almost, I almost expect to say they will not obey their parents. They will not put their socks away. <laughs> you know. Well, I but, think it it, it, men- it talks about um, selfishness, basically right. that you're living for yourself and you're not caring for anyone else. Obviously, the thing that happened in Darfur, the dictator doesn't have a crap, doesn't give a crap about the people in his country. You know. Well, he's living. For himself. Well, you know, what's the, the thing is, is we look at, you know, you kind of talked about, oh, the Bible's a big killjoy, et cetera, et cetera. I, I remember that being a little bit more relevant when I was younger when the cool thing to do was to go and get drunk with your underage friends or get, you know, physically involved with some girl or something like that or vice versa, guy, if you were a girl or, well, not necessarily. But not the point hardly, is, but yeah. the point is, is you look at that stuff now as an adult and I, I think, you know, 
it's not really a killjoy to not be able to go out and get um, uh, drunk or have adulterous affairs. It, it's like I can just even rationally look at that, and I think even most non Christians could look. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's not great stuff. Right. Take care of your body; it's a temple. Don't slander. You know, it, it's a lot of joy, especially as you get older. You realize it comes from having meaningful relationships, right. and enjoying life, and. Uh, investing in others and the joy of giving and the peace that comes from um, ultimately just knowing God, knowing your creator. Yep. And and what is a fascinating thing to me is knowing that as adults, we are a little bit more rational than we were when we were younger, a little oh, bit more able to be a little more objective. How 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 does this stuff happen? How does Slobodan Milosevic decide to kill an entire culture? Um, how, how does the... Um, um, Back in the day, Idi Amin, the guy that the uh, last uh, king in Scotland was written. It was, oh, right. Uh, um, the movie is made for. We made for, made yeah. about. Um, our, even our own civil war in the U.S. is how, how, how do we get to that point where we're willing to take up against people that are living right next to us, our neighbors, yeah. blow them up, shoot them up, cut them up. And I, I personally can't imagine doing that. But yeah. the thing that I think everybody has to realize is the depravity that's in the world, the sickness, the selfishness, um, can lead to that. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's the other parties simply defending themselves. Sure. But it's, it's amazing. It is. And I think the way you put it is, is, is a really good way of putting it. I mean, it's, it's a sickness. I mean, mankind and this species of mankind is sick and, and it's sick with depravity and, and, you know, Ben Harper, I know you're listening right now. Um, without the hope of Christ and without the hope of um, of, an, of an eternal life with God for all eternity, there there is no hope for all the species. And there and so yeah, where is the species going? Sure, this species is heading to destruction. Yeah, in point of fact, there's no redemption. That's right. There's and there's nothing. great people and there's enclaves of peace and harmony to a certain degree. Yeah. But that's the other thing. Lisa and I were talking, and there's people that we know that aren't believers that are just phenomenal people. Sure, they do what they say they're going to do. Uh, they're very faithful, they're friendly, they're giving, they're almost like, you'd look and say, this is a very godly person, but in, in at the end of the day, we, we put a lot of importance on this life, which this life is clearly very important, it makes yeah. an internal impact what we do, but even at the end of it, even if we lived in a utopian society and people did not give God his due, um, we would still one day... Mm-hmm come to a point where we could look back and say life was but a mere blinking of the eye in relation to eternity and what was true and if we hadn't chosen on god that's that's the ultimate consequence or or blessing right there that's right that moment you know so it kind of comes down to that when we see situations like in darfur and we see all this i mean this 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 awfulness of mankind i mean we really we can respond in two ways either we, we can respond um in despair and saying, oh, where's our species going? Where is this world going? Everything's awful and awful. Or we can look at that and realize that, yes, things in this world aren't great. Things in this world aren't, I mean, it can get real ugly real quick and real horrible, but we do have a hope in Christ. And I think it also needs to translate in the way we interact with the people around us. And I guess that's the question I kind of want to pose um, to you. And this isn't me. Nece- well, to our listenership. Oh. And okay. and this isn't necessarily something that you can all write in about. I guess it's more of an applicational kind of question. But who is the one person in your life that you know is going through a great amount of despair right now? And just by sharing 
the love of God. And it doesn't mean that you have to preach to them. You have to go knock on someone's door and say, hey, I want to tell you all about Jesus Christ and God. But it might just be just being their friend, just displaying the love of God and the hope that you have in God. How, who's that person that's in your life right now? Because I think each and every one of us probably has at least somebody. I mean, I know in this community, our very community, there's been a lot of very tragic and traumatic events that have happened this summer. And there's a lot of people out there that probably are going through life with no hope right now. And just to befriend them and to show them that that this world isn't all glum and horrible, but that we do serve a God who is who is wonderful and is joyful and who has an actual plan for this world. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. So yeah. So that's good, what I wanted to bring. Good you know, thoughts to ponder. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, sometimes I read a magazine, read a quote. It's like, hmm, that makes me think a little bit. So um, uh, we we do want to get all of your thoughts. If you guys have any thoughts about uh, some of the stuff that happened in the bullet um, or the pop or some thoughts about the thread, write us at feedback at ridgewayyouth.org. Um, and that's all I got for today. You got anything to add? Matt, well, we're having our baby in a few weeks. Praise so, God. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. So keep keep us in your prayers. Lindsay and I are, are secretly hoping that it will be a boy. Really? Yeah. So kind of an arranged marriage? No, not at all. That's not. We just want to. It's kind of early to start even thinking about that, Matt. We're just selfish. We want to have the only girl in town. The only, oh. the only brand new girl. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I'm totally cool with that. Selfishness <laughs> and all that. Yeah, it kind of gets worldly, back to what we were just talking about. Worldly stuff. Yeah, preach what you're talking about. All right. Well, hey, uh, that's all I got. Talk to you guys later. Peace out. <laughs> Generation Now. Be informed.